James has to do warm ups, like ma 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 ma. Yeah, I was like, no, yeah, we totally no. Do. Just take like a big swig of wine <laughs> and <laughs> go. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to a special episode of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner, or in this case, house guests. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal, or planning for guests. Mm-hmm. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I'm living, working, and raising a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love having guests and cooking for people but i can always use help planning mm. and figuring out what to do so when we host people at our house it's a special challenge yeah so our goal with this podcast well as always we want to cook a little better learn a little bit about food and in this case most importantly figure out what the heck to have for all these people in your house mm-hmm True. So here's how it works. Unlike most weeks where we, review, where we review three dinner recipes, we're going to review three suggestions for feeding house guests during the most bleary time of day, breakfast. Um, and even though this is a special episode, um, we'll still have all these recipes and tips and the shopping list on our website at www.dinnersisters.com. And you can get them sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter if you'd like to preview the recipes before listening. So as you know, Kate, I mm-hmm. have house guests fairly frequently. So this episode is a good one for me. We bought the house that we're currently in because it has an in-law suite in the basement. It was right. before we bought it. We live close to Emory University and this whole house is being actually rented by college students. And so they had some renters on the top floor, which is four bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And then the bottom floor was a separate apartment that they rented out. And so now we use this separate apartment in-law suite um, to host guests. So my including husband, me. including it's you, delightful. you have stayed in the in-law suite, which is actually really nice. It's like having really a nice. separate apartment for people to stay in when they come visit you. Yeah. And because our family's all in the Midwest, it's really nice to be able to have people come and visit and have a nice place for them to stay. And then we also host international colleagues of my husband's a fair amount. So when we have, when he has people in for conferences and things like that, it's really mm-hmm. nice that we can host um, some people and there's a nice place for them to stay. So that was one of the reasons we bought this house. And along with um, the hosting, you know, comes, there's some sort of meal component to that. And I always like to just do a little something extra or, yeah, you know, that's kind of a fun thing for me to do. So I'm excited. Yeah, about this you episode. are a great host. Yeah, you are a great host. So I'm excited for this episode too. Um, what do we have on the docket? So for this week, we made a baked oatmeal, a mm-hmm. French toast and cold brew coffee. Yeah, I think, so we focused on breakfast for this house guest episode because of your frequent guests, you know, obviously, but also Mm -hmm. I think this can be a tricky meal. You know, not everyone wants breakfast, but those who do really want it. (laughs) And if I'm honest, that's, that's definitely me. If, if I'm at someone's house and they're like, oh, I don't really do breakfast. I'm like, where's my granola bar? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) You get very hungry. 
I know. I And I love that time with guests, too, when everyone's kind of that first thing in the morning. I think that's just a really nice time. So we also included this recipe for cold brew coffee because I think that is actually kind of one of the challenges of hosting a lot of people is the coffee situation in the morning. It can be. So yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I was glad that you found this recipe, Betsy, because I think it solves that problem of having guests over, which is this, the constant coffee pot. Either, you know, it's, you know, if you don't, if you, there's only two adults in your house that drink coffee and now you've got eight house guests, mm-hmm. you know, keeping that pot running is, can be a thing. And cold brew is nice because you can just put the container out and like guests can just mix their own batch. I know. It's really the best it's it's a great solution for this especially in the summer months mm-hmm. which is what we're going into here also beach weeks and right. things like that so it's so so dead simple you soak ground coffee beans for at least 12 hours and then you strain and you're done oh, so yeah. you use that as a concentrate to make your own iced coffee in the morning yeah, it's nice and hands-off. And plus, cold brew coffee is nice and smooth. It doesn't have that, like, acidic mm-hmm. um, touch to it. Um, the recipe that we've posted is for two cups of concentrate, which makes four cups of coffee. You do have to dilute this. Do not... I mean, you can just drink plain cold brew, but, like, you know, Oof. you can... Yeah. <laughs> you'll start, like, tasting colors at that not point. Recommended. You know? <laughs> not recommended. Not <laughs> recommended. So I've made this as a quarter pound of coffee to four cups of water, which makes eight servings, which is good for me for like the week. You know, Mm -hmm. James doesn't drink a lot of cold brew, but I, you know, for like a summer months, like eight Mm -hmm. servings is about a week for me. You know, if you have folks over, you could do a pound of coffee to a gallon of water, which is 32 servings. Seems kind of crazy. But if you think about if you have like four, five, six adults in the house for a week and you want to do cold brew, you, you know, it might work. Yeah. Yeah might work. So, um, like I said, the ratio of cold brew is 50-50. 50 percent concentrate, 50 percent whatever. You should dilute it. I use water, but sometimes I'll use milk to dilute it, which is like super decadent and rich tasting. So yeah. Good. Yeah. So one tip here is to have cheesecloth on hand, which makes the straining so mm. much easier. And that's a little something if you don't stock it in your kitchen, Maybe just buy some for the summer months. Yeah, that would be call. a tip for the cold brew. There's a couple, actually, because I had read in the New York Times, which is the article that we're posting in the mm-hmm. comment section, someone said, I like to throw in cinnamon when I'm oh. steeping it overnight or some kind of like cardamom or something like that. Yeah. That could be really delicious. I haven't tried it, but I think I will. Mm-hmm. That's another tip. Put that and on, the, on the docket. Yeah, and another one is that I think it's fun to have a nice glass carafe to store this in the fridge. Oh, yeah. So that when you're pulling it out to serve for guests, it just looks nice and it looks special and fancy. Yeah. yeah, Like you're hosting rather than like, like, here's this weird janky container, which is what I usually (laughs) have just by myself. Yes, yes, exactly. Like try to pour it out of this. It's not really meant for that. And instead is actually a pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get, like, I have a very simple sort of square glass pitcher that I just got at Ikea. It probably cost me six bucks. But it really, it looks kind of pretty and it's nice to pull out and I feel like I've kind of got it together. Right. I mean, the key is here, do not spend 
you could, or send me your $150 blown glass pitcher, or, you know, you can have something look really nice put together for like six bucks, which I think is also great. Yeah. So cold brew, definitely do it. Yeah. Our next recipe is the Hala French toast. So this is a really simple recipe, but it's also delicious. And the mm. Hala makes it really, it's another thing, like with the cold brew and the in the fancy glass. Yeah. You know, craft, the Hala makes it really look like you went above and beyond for your house guests, when in fact all it takes is picking the bread up at the grocery store. Excellent. There is not a whole lot of skill involved here. Mm. So it's not only great a great recipe taste-wise, but it just looks decadent and it smells amazing. When you're mm-hmm. making this and people are waking up to a house that smells like, you know, vanilla and baked French toast... That's right. And so baked French toast is just you put the slices of challah in, you know, a baking dish in nine by 13. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you just layer it up and then you pour the egg mixture on top. Right. And then bake it off. Yeah. 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 So which is also super simple. It is not like if you're making regular French toast, you're flipping and frying, flipping and frying baked French toast, pour over the egg mixture, which kind of makes a custard and you're good Mm -hmm. to go. Yeah. Our mom was a big fan of this because it was just I mean, everyone loves it. Yeah. Um, and I love the challah. And, um, yeah, this recipe's a winner. So I always make this the night. I put the um, the kind of casserole, if you will, together the night before, mm. put a little cover on it, and then I um, bake it off the next morning. Oh, okay. And the only thing I'll say about that is that you really need to be up a little bit earlier to get this started and let it rest. So... This isn't an issue if you have adults who are fine having coffee and kind of waiting for breakfast mm. and not angry. But if you have <laughs> hungry kids, they, yeah. they'll just – they just get – like they need to like wake up and eat. So right. you just need to make sure you're up, uh, you know, almost an hour plus before everyone else to pop this in the oven. And okay. make sure you're factoring in the preheating time for your oven as well because it's going to take – however long to preheat your oven right. Good before call. you can then put the french toast in which is also cold because it came out of your refrigerator so it's going to take you know yeah gotta factor that stuff in yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean so i think that's good to note i think the hala makes it really easy and this is just like a set it and forget it a solid recipe and i was like i don't know why we haven't made this for our family summertime at mom and dad's so we need to put yeah, this I in rotation we just yeah. i just made it couple like a month ago maybe we had people over for brunch and i made this and then i made i will sometimes just spray a muffin tin with some like pam mm-hmm. and crack eggs in oh. all of the things and then you put that in the oven at like 350 for 10 to 12 minutes and then so there was like a little bit of a protein component too nice but also super easy so that's what Great i'll do sometimes idea. with this yeah i just great idea it. mm-hmm Yeah. So our last recipe for this special episode is baked oatmeal, Mm -hmm. a recipe from Heidi Swanson, which I know is a bit controversial due to the plov. Mm -hmm. If if you want to hear more about the plov, you can go back to, um, you know, episode two, episode two. Yeah. And we can talk all about that there. But we forgive her a little bit because of this recipe. (laughs) Um, And so anyway, I think you came to this recipe before I did. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've been making this for a long time, and it is a crowd pleaser, and you really can't go wrong with this. 
And I think if you have guests for a weekend, you'd be able to make this one morning and the mm. hollow French toast another. And the baked oatmeal feels a little less decadent, a little less rich yeah. and a little healthier. And that can be a good thing. Right. Yeah, I agree. I I, I like that kind of it's a little lower sugar, heavy mm-hmm. fruit, which is also delicious. If you did listen to episode two, funnily enough, this is also a layered dish. Yeah. But unlike the plov, it has fairly popular ingredients. <laughs> so right. anyway, you build it up from a layer of bananas and then berries, which I always buy frozen, um, to be honest, and mm-hmm. then oats and then nuts. Then you pour in the egg and the milk and the maple syrup mixture over the top and then more fruit and nuts. And then you pop it in the oven for about 35-ish minutes. Your house will smell amazing. I've made this the night before and like made it for like breakfast for several days and heated mm-hmm. up individual pieces in the microwave, which is really good with a little milk. It travels fairly well. I've taken this on the plane as a breakfast and it That's doesn't nice. smell, which passes the muster for me for like food on a plane and is like really comfort food, but also delicious. But yeah, what about you? You've served this for guests, right? I do. And I just did a couple weeks ago. So <clears throat> It's really a recipe I make again and again. And I can get this on the table start to finish in about 45 minutes. So most recently, my husband had colleagues staying with us for a conference. And I wanted to make a nice breakfast in the morning while they were here. Mm -hmm. And they were here two full weekends and then the week in between. So, you know, a good 10 days. Yeah. And I realized with this recipe, if I started cooking at about 6.15... I could get it on the table and ready to eat kind of cooling by 7. And everyone had to leave for the conference by 7.30. So that was a good – I kind of thought, okay, if I can be downstairs, like, getting the banana slicing at 6.15, yeah, we will be eating by 7. So just if you're trying to plan that out, that's how it worked for me. And they were here for a week, and I actually made this twice. Okay. Because – because it's kind of a neutral meal that way. You know, yeah. it's just, it's good. It feels healthy. It feels like a good start to the day. Mm-hmm. So, and while it's baking, one thing I really like about this is that it's baking. So you have some quiet time in the kitchen to kind of get plates ready, get coffee yeah. ready, listen to NPR, just have like your morning start and you're not sitting at the stove flipping eggs or doing things like that. And I also serve this with a little pitcher of milk on the table and usually in bowls. So the one tip I have for it, though, is that it really, really does need to cool for about 10 minutes. Yeah. And you can't rush it. Otherwise, it will get soupy and you will think like, I have messed this up. This is soupy and it does not look good. Mm -hmm. But it will set right up. If you let it cool off, it'll set up. It'll be nice and firm and delicious. So that's just the tip there. Yeah, I think that this recipe is a solid winner, along with a hollow French toast. Great recipes for when you have guests and you want to have something that you're not sitting there at the stove yes. while everyone else is talking to each other. And you're, like, isolated, making, like, pancake after pancake. Yeah, those kind of things, it's just, it's hard. I mean, I, I like something. I prefer something that I know that I can either get done the night before and just put in the oven Mm-hmm. Or I get it in the oven before people are kind of waking right. up and coming right. into the kitchen. So that when they're coming in and, like, having coffee and things like that, I am not actively cooking if I can help it. 
So. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate the timing advice. I think it's a great thing to have um, an idea of how recipes can fit into your morning schedule because you've got enough to think about. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't hit everything for breakfast, but hopefully this gives you a few ideas. I think I've got to make a batch of cold brew this week. It's finally warming up over here. Yeah, it's been hot over here for a while, and I've been craving that oatmeal. And you know what? We are getting ready to get together with our family on Ryan's side. And so I will be using a couple of these tips and hints and recipes myself. Excellent. Yeah, good call. Good call. Any of these recipes sound good? Make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at www.dinnersisters.com. There you'll find links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques we discussed, as well as a link to our shopping list spreadsheet. So see you next time on the Dinner Sisters, and we'll save a spot at the table for you. And plenty of cold brew. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at www.dinnersisters.com for show notes, grocery lists, and other fun stuff. Got some dinner ideas? Shoot us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. Lastly, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. That's how people get to know us. Thanks and happy eating.